Welcome to Grab Life B. Grab Life B. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, that's Hybin. If this is empty, this doesn't matter. That's your home. I'm always home. I'm on tour. Me too. You're doing great, dude. Telling true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is it my advice to you? I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Wrong Tribe Confounds, The Right Tribe Compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Hi, GoBros. We are in the GoBro room with one of my favorite GoBros, Mr. Camille Morris. What's up, buddy? What up? What up? Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show, Pat. Hey, you know, I'm sitting here thinking this. I think you may come on this before. I think this might be a... Uh, uh, you are I, correct. Back in the uh, day. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. About a year uh, and a half well, ago. A yes. No, I think it was longer than that, man. I think it was like... Might have been. Because we stopped for a year and a half. Like, we were doing them in the very beginning, and nobody was listening to them <laughs> at all. Like, we were getting, like, two listens. And um, so we stopped for a year and a half, and then we started up again. And now, now they're getting a lot more listens, I guess, for whatever reason. Podcasts have become more popular, and... And, uh, you know, we're up to 225 GoBros, and a lot of people are reading Tribe of Millionaires, looking at it. So, anyway, so it's uh, it's going to be completely different than whenever the hell it was. Three, I'm going to say it was three years ago. So, uh, let's jump into it, buddy. So, what is, uh, oh, yeah. who is Camille Morris? Like, give me the, the rundown of the day you were born till today. Yeah, well, well, I'll start off by saying Camille Maris might be the unluck unluckiest GoBro when it comes to credit card roulette. I'll tell you that much. We'll start with that. <laughs> oh, fucking shit. guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I was... <laughs> Did you lose at the thing? Didn't, weren't you there? Last I lost night? like three times in Patagonia. It was nuts. Anyway. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, it's my pleasure. Um, so anyway, I was born in Poland. Uh, in a small, tiny village, grew up on a farm. Awesome, awesome, uh, you know, time as a kid. Immigrated to Poland at the age of 13, went for the traditional schooling. Actually applied to law school out of college. I was going to go, I was going to be a lawyer. And right about the same time, I met Wait, my man, wife. You immigrated to the U.S. at 13. 
Of course, yes. Yeah, from That's Poland to the US. Poland. Oh, from Poland. Okay, oh, my bad. Going. Yeah, from Poland. Yeah. So again, met my wife right about that time. We've been together for about 22 years, married for 16. We have two beautiful kids, uh, Natalia and Nell. Uh, Natalia's 13. Nell is uh, about to turn seven. And then back to my business. So as I'm graduating college, thinking I'll be a, a lawyer, my mom goes, why don't you, you know, step into the family business? It was a roofing and siding company. Actually, it was just a siding company, a small, small outfit with just a van or two. And she said, hey, come see, make some money out of, out of college. And then if you want to do law school later, you can do it later. I figured, yeah, why not? 12 months later, she says, I'm out. She's moving out to Florida. The whole thing is yours. God bless. Goodbye. I was like, oh, shit. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So for the next eight years, I'm in it. I'm doing my thing. I, I don't know any better. I'm doing what she taught me to do, you know, every facet of operation. And eventually I'm like, fuck, there's got to be a better way, man. I'm not saving any money. You know, they, 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 they we're just living paycheck to paycheck. I'm grinding like 16, 17 hours a day. And I had this epiphany. Started researching, came across some bigger pockets, came across Rich Dad Poor Dad, Emit, all those books, Traction, EOS. So that's when it happened. I started automating, delegating, putting systems together. A year or two later, I joined GoBundance and everything just started taking off, man. I grew like 150% over three years. At the same time, I started investing in real estate. I went up to like 37 doors, a bunch of income streams. So so that moment there, I mean, I'll mention it later in my highlights. That was a pivotal moment in my life. So uh, not to mention family vibes and family unit, all of that changed. I discovered different things of, living, of doing and living life at, on different terms, you know? Mm. And that's it. I'm also a martial artist as a hobby. I've uh, trained this um, unusual demanding style called Kyokushin. It's a Japanese uh, stand-up uh, mar martial art. I travel all over the world, fought in world tournaments, semi-pro. I don't fight anymore, but I still practice. I still teach kids and have a dojo and all that good stuff. That's awesome, dude. That's yeah. awesome. All right, so uh, let's get to some nitty-gritty here. So what's what's your horizontal income yearly right now? This year, it was 170, 170K. All right, and what's your, um, what's your family bills? Like, what? I'm trying to figure out what percentage you are. Yes. So I, my family bills this year were 400K, out of which I would say 150 to 200 were just travel. So I'm about 23%er. Oh, but that's, I don't know if that's before taxes or after taxes. You're, well, yeah, your taxes don't count. Yeah. So like just the, yeah, and, and this is an yeah, interesting. Yeah, so so, so four hundred is what I what I spent last year on on shit. Yeah, yeah, without taxes, yeah. The taxes were another. Yeah, yeah, ta yeah, taxes. Taxes are really a business expense. Well, but kind of, but not really. But yeah, so yeah, there's that, separate line on separate line. Yeah. Exactly. If I take one seventy into four hundred, then actually I'm at forty percent. Yeah, you know what? Someone actually brought this up on the one sheet, and we just changed it like last month because of that, because of the, the confusion of, you know, do we include taxes? Do you take taxes out? And we said, well, let's just make it a separate line item, which, which actually comes to another discussion. Uh, and and uh, I love this because you always, you always start these very fascinating, deep discussions to get me to think. It's very therapeutic <laughs> for me. I appreciate it. But 
you know what uh, what one of the thing is one of the things is is we really should have another line on them like like expenses without travel right yeah like because if you took out travel you'd be a hundred percent of then right almost no 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 I, if i take out travel i'm out of 250 so two so 170 divided by 250 70 percent yeah that's interesting right because yeah, I'm the same way. Like travel is like, and it and depending on what type of business you're in, it can be ambiguous. Like all our abundance travel, that's all tax deductible. But then family travel, you know, that's yeah, that's that's interesting because a, a lot of us spend a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Like literally, like yesterday, my wife, uh, like uh, my daughter, my oldest, my youngest is getting ready to graduate graduate school, and we're like. Uh, we got to do a family vacation and we we're going to go to Thailand. And then my oldest daughter is allergic to peanuts and they like put peanuts in every fucking recipe in Thailand. So we're like, we're not doing that. And then we're like, yeah. well, what's the next best thing? So we're like, well, let's go to African safari. So we're, we're planning this African safari. My wife's like, well, that'll be 43 grand <clears throat> four of us. And that's flying coach and everything. No, no, that's without airfare. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, okay, so, you know, 53 grand. So I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty much par for the course these days. But, you know, it's, uh, it, but the, my point is, it's just, uh, you know, travel is such a huge expense if you're really doing this right. And um, it almost should be, you know, what does it take just to live without traveling? Just to live a, like if, if the shit hit the fan and they were and you were like, nah, and we're not going to travel anymore. You know, we're just going to hang out. Am I a hundred percent of that way? Yeah, but is that really what we're going for? I think no. we, I think we're going for the the six pillar whole life millionaire lifestyle. So I think in those terms, it has to be included. Yeah, you're right. All right. So let's talk about this one, which uh, I know you just had a, a interesting conversation last night. It's horizontal to net worth ratio, right? Which is your horizontal income, your 170 divided by your net worth. What does yours come out to be? So I'm at 3% if I include my business um, and I'm 5.5% without my business. Okay. What do you think your business is worth? About two point five, but yeah, you know, and it's saleable, it's right? Ah, eh, who knows? Probably not. Maybe I don't know. Okay, so a lot of people, you know, get confused with this, right? They think that, you know, they look at these real estate syndications and these other deals, and they're paying cash on cash, ten percent, twelve percent, twenty percent, whatever. And they come to this horizontal net worth ratio, and you can always tell when they're pulling it out of their ass and not doing their homework because it comes out to like fifteen percent. You're like, dude, come on, <laughs> right? And mm -hmm. and, and it, it, a lot of the GoBros, if they really are doing it, you know, it's basically five percent or less because of cash equity or whatever. So tell me yeah. about your discussions you've had around this in the last you know couple of days here. Yeah, so it seems like. Um some, I don't know if it's the majority or not, but a lot of GoBros are setting themselves up to, to be in a good cash position. 
maybe not so much in terms of predicting the market, but at least being able to pounce on things once they become available. Because let's not kid ourselves right now to find good deals. It's not easy. And we're kind of putting money with, with, with guys and, and doing deals at numbers that we definitely didn't, wouldn't, wouldn't do, you know, three, four years ago uh, just to do it. So, yeah, it seems like uh, cash is king as far as mindset is concerned right now, at least from the conversations that I'm having. It's a, it's a, I guess cash is not king yet is the key, right? It's cash will right. be king. Right. Cash will be king. I read a quote, and I actually wrote it down, but it's at my other house in Maryland. It said something like, it was something about profit. I don't know. I, I, I forget the exact quote too early in the morning. But uh, anyways, it was, it was basically it's to, the, to the realm of cash is king. Uh, you should always think that way. But I think that, I think it's interesting. I, where I find myself right now is, you know, I've, I've had some uh, company sales, three of them. And um, so I've been looking at all these opportunity zones and then, and they're, you know, they're returning between 10 and 15% cash on cash. But then if I add my, you know, if I add my opportunity zone tax benefit, it adds another 7% in there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, these are great deals for me. But at the same time, on some level, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm fitting a square peg in a round hole just because of this tax benefit. Yeah, it's a long-term play for sure. Yeah. The wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. All right, so what's your life happiness index? So I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good everywhere, but I do qualify myself about 80%. And what brings me down is my horizontal. So I want my horizontal to be at around 400K, obviously, to cover my nut. Uh, but I'm nowhere near there yet. But I do have a short-term short plan for that. So I'll bring that up as soon as possible. But yeah, I'm about 80%. All right. What about uh, your giving ratio? I am at 5% right now. It is actually... Not my biggest focus, but it's definitely at the top of my list. I get involved in many local charities here around where I work, where my business is, and uh, I do as much as I can. I'm in the process right now of researching some, 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 you know, what do you call them? <laughs> Areas that I could implement or involve my kids uh, into because that's experience. I want to make it more exploration. Ex Experience, uh, rather than just giving money. So, uh, but Nell is a little too young, so I'm having trouble finding a place that will allow us to get involved with her being that young. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much into it. So, I my goal is to be at, at 10 percent this year and going forward uh, as far as my giving ratio. But right now, I'm five. Yeah, that's awesome because that's that's a lot. You know, again, most average go bros like one percent or less. So. You know, it just is what it is. Um, yeah. So, so that's great. Um, all right. So, wh why is Camille so driven? Whew, that's a good question. I, I had a, you know, I had a good upbringing. 
I would say maybe even upper middle class. I didn't have, have a lot of heartaches or if I did, I didn't consider them as such. I'm driven, I, I'm driven, I think, because somewhere early I put in my mind that I'm here to do something special. And I have this vision of fulfilling my ambition in life. I haven't yet put my finger on my ultimate driver. You know, I know I use money as a, as a, as a tool to gauge where I'm at. I love money. I love count my money. I love to keep track of it, but that all obviously translates into me giving back to the community, me providing for my team, me providing for the people who are close to me and helping them out in many different ways. I can't do that without making money. So it's all about that ambition. I feel like there's more. I can do more. And, and I don't know where that really came from. I got to do a little meditation session on that, I guess. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting statement. Uh, I actually, did, I, I haven't spoke on my original book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, in like five years. And a local guy asked me to come speak to his real estate company. And I did. And this guy stood up and he said, if you had to look back on like the last 30 years, what one thing are you, have you been obsessed with that you think has helped you get to where you are? And it was a great question. And my answer was exactly what you said is uh, money. It's like I, I just, I've always like counted my money. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just always yeah. just counted my money. Look at my bank. I look at my bank accounts and I look at my Everything, like a couple times a week, you know, I'm like obsessed with it. I'm the same way. It gives me fuel. It drives me. I love it. Well, what about the opposite of that? What, what's, your, what's your like kryptonite? Like what, you know what I mean? What? I mean, I, I, I dealt with a lot of my kryptonite recently. As a matter of fact, as, as recent as a month ago, I went to date with Destiny with Tony Robbins with my wife. We had major breakthroughs and, and some of my kryptonite was fear. Fear of losing what I what I accomplished, fear of failing. I get also in, in being in that mode of fulfilling my ambition and all that stuff. I tend to be a little selfish, not not in a drastic way, like I turn people away. But I feel like, oh shit, I could be paying more attention here or there. Uh, so so there's some of that, and I worked on that. I'm still working on it. Yeah, the big kryptonite, I think it's it's anxiety and fear of just kind of making a mistake or losing some of the, the, the stuff that I have. And, but it's just a story I tell myself. So there is no fucking kryptonite. I'm, I'm invincible. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. So what was, was that the first time you and your wife went to a, a Tony Robbins event together? And we did UPW a year prior, but she didn't get much out of that. But it was mm. nice to take her there. So at least she knew what to expect. But Date with Destiny for her was game-changing. Like it changed completely her relationship with our daughter, which was a struggle. Uh, really? And she's still doing it. It's two months after, two months later. I thought it was going to fizzle out, but no, she's doing it. We keep what reminding each other. Oh, Just basically doing? bottom line is speaking with her heart. She used to always speak with her head. Everything was, was, was an argument. Everything was trying to be, uh, she tried to put logic into different, different um, arguments that they had. And, and, you know, Tony explains how if you tap into your heart, you realize that the other person is coming from a different space, different background, different uh, ideas, and you just have to understand it, accept it, and respond to it in a proper manner. So, so she, 
beautiful thing. I highly recommend it. That's awesome, dude. All right, great. So let's talk about health. You know, how much do you weigh? So that's, you know, even though I'm a healthy guy, but it is my, um, my, my OCD kind of thing. Uh, I weigh 216 two, two right now. I want to weigh 205, 200, which is lean and for my body it is a type. So I struggle. I love food. I mean, I love to eat. Uh, as you know, I'm on the intermittent fasting challenge with you guys. No, uh, yeah, fasting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah intermittent fasting, yeah. 16 hours, yeah. Yeah, so I missed three days, but I missed three days because it was a family event and we had a little vodka one time, a little something else the other time after hours I missed. But it's my biggest struggle. It's, it's something I have to work on and, and uh, I'm using different techniques try to try to get my uh, face out of uh, a dish of food, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm working at it. So 220, I'm sorry, 216, I want to be down to 2, 205. I don't know my body, body fat percentages. GB9 is pretty good. I got to work on my technique. And I have exercised every single day since January 1st, 2019. So I'm proud of that. Yeah, I want to talk about that because when we were in Patagonia, you were exercising, uh, you know, when everybody else was dragging because we had a couple of late nights. So, yeah. like, uh, tell me about that. How many days is that in a row? Yeah, so 379, I believe, today. Let me just check real quick. So, I'm, on, I'm in the front row, Dads, and, and uh, John and Roman, uh, Johnny V, and, and the guys put together a spa challenge last year, and I joined it. And I haven't stopped since. So 379 <laughs> today. <laughs> yep. And what, what, um, what, what is your definition? So it's got to be minimum 15 minutes and I got to break a sweat. Okay. So sometimes it's just, a, you know, two sets of GB9 when I'm at the airport or something like that. Or, or push-ups and, and, and crunches and jumping jacks. Uh, a lot of, you know, we travel a lot. So there's... A lot of, a lot of, you have to improvise a lot. But other than that, you want to get be in the gym and get a full hour length workout every time you can. You know, I bought myself a Peloton bike recently. It's a fucking great thing. Killing it on that. And uh, all is well, you know, you can't, I don't put too much pressure on myself with that. You know, it's just, oh, but I got, I, there's one big takeaway. Once you get past a certain number of days, it's just way easier to work out every day than to commit to three days a week. And actually, oh, shit, am I going to go today? Oh, no, I'll go tomorrow. If you know you got to do it every day, it's done. There's no decision-making. You're doing it, and that's it. Big takeaway. Yeah, no, right? You don't, have, you don't think about it. It's kind of yeah. like the intermittent fasting, too. I guess it's like any habit, right? If you just, like, don't think about it, like, I don't eat till noon. If you just have that mentality of, like, I don't eat after 8, and I don't eat till noon. Yeah. Or I got to work out every day. Yeah, there's, no, done, there's no decision to be made. It's, it's done. There's no, you don't need to waste energy on, 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 on the decision. Yeah. It's like you got to do it. It's part of, it's like, whatever. It's like taking a shower every day. Right? Yeah, exactly. You don't think about that or brushing your teeth every day. You don't exactly. think about that. It's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Brush my teeth. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your GB9 score? Because uh, you, were, you were crushing yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, some of these guys until Emron whooped you in the uh, GB9 yeah. in uh, Patagonia. It was <laughs> quite <Yeah>. humiliating. Fucking <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, I'm about 240-ish. But if I improve my form, I'll probably be about 220. That's without adding my age. Okay. So with my age, so let's say 220 plus my age, I'm around 260. All right, awesome. 
so talk to me about diet. Like the uh, like what uh, what do you normally eat on a daily basis? What do you? Yeah, that, that's a disaster, man. I mean, listen, I do intermittent fasting. I I skip maybe two days a week. Uh, but I try to eat clean. The problem is that, man, like I said, it's it's my it's one of my kryptonites, man. If I see a good dish of pasta, there's nothing stopping me, man. <laughs> What's your definition of clean? Define that. So, so nothing processed, nothing out of the box. It has to be grown uh, or meat. And I try not to eat fried stuff and, and, and things like that. So that's my definition of clean. If it came yeah. from the ground or, the, or an animal, I'll eat it. Mm. Whole and clean, yeah. Yeah, interesting. So bread, a sub roll, a wrap, that would not, pasta, that's not. That's no, not Subway is amazing. poison. Any, oh. any fast food is poison, Cheers. absolutely. Yes. Okay, any poison. fast food. Poison. poison. Wow. All right. All right, cool. So let's talk about uh, your greatest hits. Like, uh, how old are you, Camille? 39. All right. So let's go back 39 years, right? What are the five most poignant moments of those 39 years, like the memories? Like, if you're laying in the operating table right now and they're getting ready to do open-heart surgery and you've, like, flipped back in your mind up to the five greatest hits of your life what would they be yeah man so uh, i thought about this obviously my number one has to be that moment in my life where i made the decision to to change my life change my way of thinking so it was discovering self-development and, and that goes in line with joining joining go abundance go abundance mm. is 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 huge huge in my life huge uh that's a subject all in itself that's number one you know, obviously kids and all those things, I'm not going to even mention because that's, that's a given. Uh, other than that, winning a national title in, in martial arts and representing the United States overseas, that was awesome for me. It, I'm not a natural athlete. I, it never came to me easy, so I had to bust my ass. And when I did it, it was fucking special. Then uh, another big thing, I put some thought into that as well, is I support my mom uh, I, financially. I pay her mortgage and stuff like that. Uh, so being able to do that for the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years, it's special. It, I never gave myself credit for that, and I never do, but I wanted to do something else uh, to answer your question on this one, and I thought of that. And also being able to create a business that supports uh, you know, guys and people that work for me, creates cultures, creates a purpose for them, uh, allows them to make money, thrive. I do a lot of profit sharing schemes in my business so people can can actually control uh, how much money they get paid so i th that brings me joy that bring, brings me fulfillment i think those are my my greatest hits i think i missed one but i don't know one two three four five oh dude that's awesome i love the paying your mom's mortgage i think a lot of guys are starting to you know we had this conversation i was having it with some go bros recently and uh you know it's interesting right i think as 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 we grow and we get, if, truth be told, as we get richer and become more and more of a patriarch, we end up helping out both ends, uh, mm -hmm. the younger generation and the older generation. That's where, at least I'm, that's where I'm finding myself. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, look at like five or seven people in my family that I like, I don't, you, you know, that I'm like helping, whether it's helping yeah, for college or yeah, whatever. So it's interesting. Yeah.
I it just you. is what it is, right? It's where we're at. Absolutely. What, absolutely. what about future? Dude, like, give, give me five in the future. I know you're going to live a long life. Uh, you know, you're going to practice this Japanese martial arts until <laughs> the day you die. You'll be like that old man that uh, keeps showing up on my YouTube feed with the. Uh, <laughs> it's like 100 years old. Have you seen that one? I don't know. What commercial? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's jujitsu or something. Yeah. So, so what are what are your future five greatest hits? I mean, it's, I guess it comes down to my top five bucket list items, right? Okay. Yeah. Why not? Uh, definitely fifty mil net worth. That's gotta happen. There's no way I cannot make that happen. Along with that, I wanted to my, some. I have trouble uh, buying presents for my wife. I don't. I don't fucking know what the fuck to buy any. Uh, uh, you know, anytime. So anyway, one of the big things in my life, on my bucket list to get to get her a ring of her dreams. But I'm talking like you know, half a million bucks or something. It's got to be big. Half a million uh, dollar ring. Hell She's yeah. gonna be afraid to wear that fucking thing. <laughs> That's Dude, right. What if... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I, you got you dream. You dream big. Right. All right, man. All right. Yeah. And then you listen, I'm, I'm travel. I think is my, one of my biggest passions now uh, that I'm able to do it. So private jet is definitely on the list, uh, hitting 500 K passive before I'm 42 years old. So this is a bit of a short term, short term goal, but it's, it's a big one for me. So I'm looking to hit that definitely in the next actually two years, two and a half, well, three years. Um, and then automate my business at 10 million revenue, step away, enjoy my passive income, invest in real estate. So my big five uh, bucket list items, highlights, uh, I guess those would be those. Uh, off of those obviously creates a lot of other things I can do with my family and things like that. So, so there, there's other things tied into it, but those five I think need to be hit in order for everything else to make happen. That's awesome, dude. I love all those. They're all they're all big and they're all great. I mean, they're all like, why not, right? So, so Europe, you're you're the number one traveler, right? Of of GoBundance members. Uh, yeah, five and a half months last year. Five and a half months of travel. Yeah, buddy. Where'd you go? Oh shit! Hold on, I'll tell you. I think I got the list right here. Uh, oh yeah, the, what's that app you turned me on to? I still haven't used oh, it. Oh, Polar Steps. What polar P O yeah P O L A R yeah steps I gotta that's my commitment too I gotta start using that polar steps what is it tell everybody yeah so basically an app where you where the phone automatically knows if you're out of the country and uh, and syncs pictures that you take in that country right into the app so you don't have to download shit or anything just goes right into the app, actually tells you where you are, how long you've been there. So you do nothing. You just turn the app on and the app does everything in the background. And then it tracks too, right? Yeah, it tracks where you've been, how long, what places you visited. You can easily then search for pictures, things like that, yeah? All right. All right. So where have you been? So just last year, Jamaica, Hawaii, uh, Barcelona, Rome. We did Italy twice. We did Italy with Disney Cruise, and then we came back three weeks later just for our usual two-week uh, summer vacation. So we did the Amalfi Coast, London. We went to London for a weekend just to see the Spice Girls for my girls. It was a surprise. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Dude, it was me. I didn't know that. It was me and 30,000 30-year-old women. Best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
god. It was fucking awesome. What else? Uh, we went to Poland. I went to visit my dad. I went to Ibiza. That's another hot spot. It's like Vegas on steroids. You cannot take the kids. But man, Whoa. that's a happening joint. Why? It's, it's like a party. 24-7 party for rich people. Ibiza, Spain. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then we did Madrid, Patagonia, obviously, with you guys. Greece with the fan abundance and a bunch of states in the, in, in the United States. So quite a bit of traveling. Holy shit, yeah. I know you and I went to uh, Argentina and Chile. That was... So I'm going to tell a story that's memorable for me. Is a, we're at the GoBros hanging out in some square uh, in town. And the, 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 there's a very, very, very beginning of the Chile riots. Uh, that went on for like a month. They might even still be going on. And we were with a bunch of other GoBros. And these kids are, I don't know, speaking on microphones or megaphones. And then they're throwing, like one kid threw a cup of yogurt, an open yeah. cup of yogurt, hit a cop in his shoulder. And then uh, the shit starts getting real. And there was like three of the GoBros with us. And one turns to, a, turns to me and Camille and is like, I think we should... Um, I think we better get out of here. And me and Camille were like, what? <laughs> no. That's smart. We need to get in and get this on film. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. So we went, we went in and everyone else turned around. And then next thing you know, we got uh, pepper sprayed or tear gas. I don't know what it was. We, I watched the guy. He sprayed it. Let's knock some girl out just like. Yeah. Often, and they started arresting people. Then they started spraying them with water hoses. I mean, we were right in the shit, and yeah. uh, it was it was it was it was like the highlight of the trip for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that was a good time. It was like a like a fo uh, European football match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some serious <laughs> energy there, man. Oh man! So uh, yeah, so uh, you you so you did that, and you did the the Greece stuff. Did you do the fan bonus Greece? Yeah, we did that too. That was epic. How was that? Yeah, it was amazing. We're very well put together. We we seen a lot. We went to a bunch of places. The kids were having fun. The guys were awesome. It was just well organized, and uh, uh, it wasn't a, a a hectic trip. We didn't rush. There was a lot of downtime, so everybody enjoyed it. It was awesome. Yeah, sometimes the the whole rushing things. I know with my kids, like, yeah, you get too many tours and 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 too much stuff, and it really it starts to annoy them. I can remember my kids now; they're like, they're so turned off by us traveling uh, when they were younger and forcing them to do these tours. And not all tours go right, you know. Sometimes it rains or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, no tours. <laughs> you know, now they just we just want to do it. You know, we want to see stuff, but do it on our own because yeah. they don't like being rushed. Now they're, you know, they like to sleep in and shit. You know, and yeah. especially on vacation. Yeah, right. So, yeah, man. Good, good vibe, good balance. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's finish this up with a, a spin of the wheel here, buddy. I'm going to spin the GoBundance app and hit you with a random question. You good with that? Yeah. So tell me, so you're you're active, very active in the Philly GoBro group. Tell me about that. Yeah, good, great group of, group of guys. We get we get big turnouts every month. We meet on uh, second Tuesday of the month, I think. I think, uh, and it's it's a great man, great vibe, and great conversations. John Edwin and uh, Fred Hubler, they they're the ones running the show. 
and uh, really, really solid group of guys. So we enjoy each other and we help each other. We keep each other accountable. It's, it's awesome. So, so thank you, uh, elders, for the idea of local meetups. It's, it's definitely a much appreciated and I think needed, uh, uh, you know, version of Go Abundance because obviously you want to maintain uh, relationships and be held accountable as much as you can. So you can utilize your GoPod, but then the local meetups, your face-to-face, it's, it's also a different vibe. You know, not that it's better or worse, but it's, it's helpful for me at least. So, so as, much, as much connections I can make throughout the month, I'm, I'm all into that. And so, like, what do you guys do there? Like, what, what happens? Give, give an yeah, idea of people a, listening saying, I want to do this in my town. Uh, we have a different theme every, every meeting. So uh, yesterday we went over the one sheets. Uh, some other time we do an appreciative inquiry meeting, you know, ask, help, give, or ask, give, and praise. Uh, so yeah, different, different, we get, we, John and Fred bring in guest speakers. So then we talk about whatever that subject, subject of the speaker is on that, on that day. Uh, we keep, they keep it interesting. It's something else every single time. That's awesome. Yeah, it makes me wish I was in Philly hey. or Jersey or wherever, you know what I mean? So that's uh it's a nice little thing you guys got going there. I saw the picture and I think there was 19 GoBros there, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Did somebody credit card roulette that whole 19 people? No, no, no. Everybody chipped in. Oh, okay. Well, well, I mean, we have usually we have like around four guests, so we don't want to get into all of that. You want to freak them out, right? <laughs> These crazy <Exactly>. gamblers. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Camille. So here it is, buddy. If you lost everything you have right everything you have was taken away like this is about money so you're back to zero how long will it take you to make it back and how would you do it listen i don't know any other way than to start a business and run a business so definitely along those lines you know whether it's the same industry or different how long would it take me to get it all back? You know, obviously depending on where we are in the market, but uh, I don't see it being longer, longer than two or three years. Damn. Yeah, I, I, when, I, when I, listen, when I was, like I don't hustle that much anymore. I put in less than 30 hours a week in my business. But when I hustle, I hustle, dude, I, I go crazy, you know, 18, 20 hour days and there's, uh, there's no stopping. But I had this beautiful thing in my mind. I don't know if it's a, 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 a gift or a, a hurdle, but I, I feel that my money is not my money. I feel that I'm playing with bank money. Like, I don't mind losing it all tomorrow because I know I'll get it right back. Is that weird? No, it's not weird. It's actually, uh, it's actually fascinating. I mean, like, uh, like, talk about it more. Like, it's, it's not your money. So it's almost like you're answering this question every day that you wake up. Yeah, yeah, I feel that, that you know, I, the, 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 the endeavors that I'm into, even my business or my, my investments, it's like, it's like I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it might be, there's a base of, of this old world mentality from, from Poland and being an immigrant that you have to actually physically work for your money to get it. And that's, then it's your own money because you earned it by physically working. And maybe I didn't conceptualize that into I'm doing it, except I'm doing it mentally, right? It's uh, uh, using my mind instead of my, 
my uh, physical abilities to make money. But that's maybe that's where that comes from, you know? I feel like this money is coming kind of easy. I'm not saying it's, you know, I enjoy it. Okay, that, let me put it this way. What I do, I love what I do, so it doesn't feel like work. Maybe that's what it is. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's interesting. Although I, I imagine, too, it's, it's stressful. Mm. Like, well, not really, because, I mean, you're able to put it on the back burner. I mean, just with all the way, the way you travel and stuff like that. So it's... Now, don't get me wrong. When I travel, I work. I, I get up early. I do emails. I do phone calls. So I'm not totally off grid. Absolutely not. Yeah. Interesting. No, that's a, that, that, no, that's a great answer. I mean, that's um, two or three years. I, I, that's a short period of time to, to, you know, make it all back. But you know what the thing of it is, is as you get older, right, you learn all the shortcuts. Yes. You know, you really do learn the shortcuts. And you're more aware of money and finances. And, and I, I think you stop stuff that you're overspending on. You push it. You put money on more winning tables because you understand the the energy of a winning table. If this makes any sense, so absolutely. Listen, my baseline is this: I was twenty five years old when I when I really started working or or owning this business, and I ran it through the worst time in our country's history still maintaining a $4,000 mortgage payment, a $2,000 car payment. So I lived a good life even through that time. Mm. There's no fucking way I can't do it if, if shit hits the fan. Mm. Wow, what a perspective, right? Yeah, because even if we do hit a recession, right, uh, you know, it's not going to be, uh, well, I don't know. Nobody knows. But you don't predict it to be as bad as it was, you know, the last recession we hit. I mean, that was pretty. There was there were some times last time where everything fucking just stopped. You know, so yeah, it was interesting. And did you have a lot of builder accounts then? And and yeah, yeah. builders that stopped yeah. building and and people yeah. just the home equity money dried up and yeah. what happened? What was that like? Yeah, it was it was it was crazy because I had let's say I had hundred thousand dollars out on the street owed to me. On it's it felt like on Thursday, you know, December thirteenth or whatever, two thousand seven, and then the next day, at least seventy five thousand out of that was gone because all these builders closed up shop. I only survived because I was uh, I had contracts and relationships with huge builders who who you know it phased them too but they didn't stop building so that got me through that a few residential projects here and there that's how i survived but i lost you know i don't know maybe half a million dollars in two or three years uh and now keep in mind this is a business that's nowhere near what it is now it was maybe a 700 revenue business back then uh growth so it was very difficult but again we did it i did it i bootstrapped we we didn't spend. I had the car and the house because I didn't want to lose it. It was a form of pride to me that I, that I can do it and I fucking sacrifice other things in order to keep my house and, and all the other shit. Not, not that I wanted to keep the car or the house. I didn't want to ruin my credit. Right, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I think it becomes kind of like a, a social proof among people and among businesses, right? Once they hear like, oh, 
Sammy closed up shop and fucked over all these, you know, investors or, or people that he owed money to, it becomes more socially acceptable. Then you start seeing more and more do it. It's kind of like that happens. And, and that's what happens with the stock market too. They're like, Oh, you know, they meet someone's like, damn, I pulled all my money out. I'm, I quit, you know, of the yeah. stock market. Then everyone's like, Oh, well, everybody's doing that. And then everybody pulls it out. And the same thing happened with short sales. It's like, yeah, yeah I owed one ninety on my house and it's worth one fifty. So I said, fuck it. And I just short sold it. Even though they could have just stayed there and wrote mm -hmm. it out and paid the mortgage like you did, mm -hmm. uh, it became socially acceptable to just do short sales, even if you didn't need to do it. I knew investors that had houses rented out for two grand a month and their mortgage payment was eighteen hundred, but the thing was upside down by a hundred thousand in equity, and that in their mind, short sales were socially acceptable, so they did it. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're right on the money. Interesting. All right, Camille, this has been a blast, brother. I will uh, see you in Aspen. Yeah. All right, Absolutely. well, see you in a few weeks. Yes, sir. In life, to be honest, I failed as much as I've succeeded. But I love my wife. I love my life. And I wish you my kind of success. Don't step to me, bitch. Now you can